Well, welcome back to the podcast, Conversations with Jeff Bucknam. Dr. Jeff Bucknam is the lead teaching pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel. And today we're going to have a conversation uh, with someone whom we like very much, but we're going to get into that in just a second because we've got another conversation that we're going to be having. It's with you. With me and you. Yeah. Well, us together. No, you were just telling us a story about how you have, uh, in the little town that you grew up in, Yes, Wilmot. Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. There were 60 people and five bars. <laughs> yes. And you have friends yeah. who were who were dating but didn't realize they were cousins. Yes. That's a real thing. Also, <laughs> you guys do a lot of ice. You said that you do a lot of ice fishing. We do. Yeah. So actually, so, talk, like, me th talk me through the ice fishing. So if you ever want to fish, if you're around the Chicagoland area and you're like, wow, there's not really any places to fish here. Um, southeastern Wisconsin. Has a lot of bars. And cousins and, and ice fish fry. Okay. Fish fry. But that's like a, a derivative of the fact that there's lots of places to fish. There's a lot of lakes and they're really great lakes to fish, especially if you like crappie, um, whoa, bluegill. Whoa, whoa. I, I, I like what? Crappie? No, nah, I don't know what that is. Stop it. No. Nah. Wow. Dude, okay. I'm from the Pacific Northwest. We yeah. have real fish. Okay. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. Like from the ocean. Yeah, like salmon and trout. Yeah, and kind of like we, real fish. We have those too. Sturgeon. Yeah, I don't know if we have sturgeon, but we do have. We a hundred percent have salmon and trout. Okay. In the rivers, so fly fishing is a big. Uh, okay. It's a big thing in Wisconsin but as ice well. Ice fishing. Ice fishing. Talk me through the ice just, fishing. Yeah. Okay. So there are levels to ice fishing, right? So you can really the only gear that you need is a small pole, which doesn't cost a lot. You can get that from Gander Mountain, and bibs. Which do you know what bibs are? Yeah, they're. I, I'm assuming they're not like, like the baby bib. Like no, no, uh, they're like uh, like a no. uh, what are they like overalls suspenders? Yeah. Things, yeah, overalls and a jacket for your you know to stay very warm. And essentially, what you could do is you have an auger, which is a thing that allows you to drill a hole oh, yeah, into yeah, the ice. Yeah. But you don't have to. It doesn't need to be a big hole. No, it's just uh, it's probably about um, you know, six inches, maybe, okay. maybe enough for your foot to go through it. <laughs> okay. So you go watch out where you're walking on the ice. Um, and then you have a bucket and you flip the bucket over and you sit on the bucket. Do you have you a fish. little hut that you're in? You can't. So that's another level. So that's, that's another level oh, of dedication. So the, you're talking about like the beginner level of ice. Beginner fishing. level. That's all you need. So all I need is an auger, a bucket and a, a bucket and pole. a pole. Yeah. And warm clothes. Preferably. And what will I, what will I catch? What do you use for bait for the, yeah, there's, I mean, there's an, I mean, there's, unlimited what amounts. do you use yeah What's your you use? know it depends what i'm fishing for minnows typically is what i'll use okay. like on a so okay we're, we're going all the way are you ready oh tommy i'm ready okay so here's the there's other levels and then we'll talk about what those are for so you've got then the person who has a portable ice shanty okay is anybody worried about how how deep this is gonna get? we're going all the way down the <laughs> rabbit hole of ice fishing i'm gonna like make sure you know okay, everything there shanty. is you can get an ice shanty an ice shanty you could a portable one in which you pull onto the lake and then you pop it up and it's you, you know dragged it with your car there yeah well if it's seven inches or more on the ice you know if there's seven inches of ice or more okay how do you know you have to measure it there's a measuring tool that you can measure the ice then you can drive you, know your, you can drive your truck on the ice oh yeah seven inches or more Okay. Fun fact, everyone. So, but if not, then you, you, you know, you, you put in the bed of your truck, you pull it out and then you pull that onto the ice. You walk with it. It's like a sled. Okay. And then you, so you're dragging your little shanty hut. Yeah. And then you pop it up, you pop it up, put the holes, got it lines up with the, the shanty. Yeah. And then, and you, then you can stay warm because you have a heater in there oh. and it's a very nice experience. Right. Then does there's that the people. Melt the ice? It does not. Well, yes, but it takes a very Minimally. long time. Yeah, very. I mean, you have to be out there for days. Okay. So 
then you have people who have per, uh, permanent shanties. So these are people who basically roll out small homes onto the ice. They have to have really? permits on them and everything. Yeah, they stay out there for the whole winter. So get... Can you use one? Yeah. Well, if you own it, yeah, you lock it up. Of course, like you, you oh, own. Why wouldn't you just like swim into it? <laughs> just kidding. Well, that would be great. Yeah. Well, you can. Yeah, that would be amazing. Like a buoy. Like it's all just floating. So, um, the there's only a certain amount of fishing that takes place in the shanty. These are smaller fish, like bluegill and crappie and uh, the perch. Cra- you know, yeah, the crappie. The crappie. Yeah. yeah. Have you never walleye? Have you not had mm, crappie? No. Okay, I, it's a delicious fish. We're gonna have to okay. go and get it. I'll take you to a really good fish fry. No, you're gonna take me to ice fishing. I'll take you there too, and then we'll fillet it right on the ice. Cook it up. Boom. Okay. Bada bing. You know how to play cribbage? This is a whole world. Yeah, it's a <laughs> that I do not know. It's anything a whole about. thing. It's a whole thing, and so there's all of that. Then, but the real fishing happens not inside the shanty but outside with tip-ups. So a tip-up... What's a tip-up? You go around your shanty in like a some sort of s- circumference and you drill holes. You Typically with an electric one. That's okay. how you know your real deal if you got to sit out there doing the... No, so that, yeah, if you use the hand auger, that's a bad thing. Well, it's just... Well, I mean, well, you're bad relatively. Amateur. Yeah, right. Well, or you're trying to work out. And so then you take tip-ups and you put them in those holes. Now, these are, you put bigger minnows on those tip-ups for bigger fish. So oh, northern pike, musky. What, what's a tip-up? A tip-up is a, um, it, well, it comes in several different ones. There's like the igloo tip-up, tip up, which is a circle. And then you also have a, another one that's wooden and it is just a wooden plank with a flag on top of it with line, like a reel, like almost like what a fish fishing reel would be without the long pole okay so it's got the yeah yeah got it like the reel and the line and so then you drop that line in that with that tip up down deep into the water with a bigger you know a bait such as a larger minnow so that you could get the northern pike and the muskies these are the big the big the big boys okay so if you if you went out and you were fishing with Mm -hmm. me yeah what would you expect to catch how much um, well, you would probably catch a fair amount of crappies, you know, um, like it's pretty guaranteed though. I'm going to catch No, it's never guaranteed. So but you could be sitting out on the ice and have nothing. Correct. But it's, that's rare though. Depends on how much, how many hours you want to give to it. What time we go, all of that matters. So I would say we would catch What's the best time to go. Um, in the evening is probably, is always really great. When it's getting in colder. The morning. Yeah. But you're inside. So like not, literally, no, I'm not. You might. I'm not going to be inside. I don't have well, a if we went together, we would. You would be a in, crappie. You would be inside a tip up for a crappie. We would have a Mister Heater. We would actually not even. We would not be in like the our like bibs or anything like that. We would be in just probably what we're wearing right now. Don't have it's a that hot inside. Right. But then when a tip up goes off, so when a fish catches it, yep. runs with it, yep. it launches the flag up, and you usually put lights on it just in case you know it gets dark. Then the most incredible thing happens. And that is that you, no matter what you're wearing, what level of, you know, undress you're in, like how many layers you've taken off, you sprint out to that tip up. You don't put on why your boots. Be, you don't why put would on, I be in a level of undress? Because it gets... What real, are you guys doing out there? It gets really hot. So you take off your layers, you know? I'm not saying like, you know... Oh, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So like this, but even like this, you would then sprint out of the ice shanty towards that tip up, no matter what you're wearing. Okay. Because it's time and you have to pull up that fish and yeah. it might be a gigantic northern pike. How big is a gigantic northern pike? I mean, over over 32 inches. Wow. It's bigger. A big fish. In a lake. You know, it's not the ocean, but wow. we do what we can. Anyway. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Ice Fishing by Tommy 
crates. I feel like this was really informative for people. It was. You know, uh, speaking of ice fishing, the guest we're going to have today uh, has never done it. Has never? No. Not one time? Never. Have you ever heard of it before? No, oh, okay. She's giving All a right. thumbs up. Yeah. She's heard of ice fishing before. Perfect. Perfect. She herself, she talks She talks a lot, a good crappie. Yep, a good crappie. Man, at, we're going to go to a fish fry and we're going to enjoy some. I'm, and I'm going to win game. you. I'm winning you over. I am game. I'm winning absolutely. you over to it. Absolutely. You know what they, you know what they that'll say? Be our, that'll be uh, the Conversations with Jeff Bucknam podcast field trip that we take. Yeah, when we go off we'll site. We'll do live broadcasting the, from the the hole. I've got the... <laughs> On the ice, yeah. <laughs> yes. And we'll interview. We'll interview some. My dad. Oh, it'd be perfect. <laughs> he tucks in his pants to his it's or his shirt to his pants. It's incredible. And slicks back his hair. Okay. It'll be a great time. All right, perfect. Well, let's have a a great conversation. That was informative, but this is going to be a, an even better conversation coming up with. Ashlyn Fadigato, who is the uh, student ministry coordinator and a couple of other things, right, for the Rolling Meadows campus children's and weekend services, lots of things. And so she's incredible. And I'm so excited to hear the conversation that you guys are going to have right now. So Everybody's got a story. Everyone's got a story. And she does too. And so let's get into it right now. <laughs> so here I am with Ashlyn Gamanagabadaga. Ashlyn, what's your last name? Fadigato. Spell it. F A T I G A T O. Fatigato. It's Italian. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Do you come from a long line of Italian folk? Um, my dad's side, yeah, but we don't like really speak Italian. So Not at all. No. Which you don't know any Italian at all, even though your family. I know a little bit. Okay, um, hit me with some. Hit me with some. Well, no, I can. I can only like <laughs> if someone on my dad's side would say something, I might understand. Oh, really? Just more like food, you know. Grazie. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Pretty much. You know food. I know some Italian food words too. <laughs> I know lots of Italian food. Lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, Ashlyn, what? Okay, so. Tommy introduced you yeah, and talked a little bit about what you do here at Harvest. But just yeah. before we get into uh, the stories about Ashlyn and her life, mm-hmm. uh, I'm interested to know what your particular role here is at the present moment. At the present moment, um, student ministry coordinator at Rolling Meadows. Um, and then I also handle... What does that mean? So basically all administrative slash random tasks required for junior high and high school students. So that would be like a lot of pizza purchasing. Yeah. Oriental um, trading, ordering. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much Amazon these days because <laughs> that hub is right next door to Meadows. I was um, going to say, you could probably get stuff within we do. the hour. Oh, and I have. If I order by like 11 a.m., sometimes it's there by 4. Wow. But yeah, pretty much just work with the guys, whatever they need. Okay. And then you have other parts of your job. Yes. Um, also, weekend service teams. So I coordinate... All of our volunteers for weekend services. Um, I my first year working here, I also worked Harvest Kids, so I had essentially two jobs, and then they condensed it to one, which was very kind. 
So. Wow. Did you like Harvest Kids? I did. Okay. Was that what, are you doing right now what you thought you wanted to do at Harvest when you first began? Um, pretty much. I, before I got, was hired on staff full time, I was an intern for student ministry. Okay. So knew that I wanted to do student ministry. But at the time, um, there was only like a part-time position open for student ministry. So the two directors of HK and students were like, you could do both and we can make it 20 and 20 and you'll be here for 40 hours. And I was like, sweet. Deal. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ashley, where are you from? I am um, right around here. I grew up in Des Plaines, Illinois, about 25 minutes. Do you find it odd that they call it Des Plaines? Because that D-E-S is day. De- de- I know. Right? Like people French? say like Des Moines, de Iowa, and then we're Des Plaines. Yeah, I don't know. Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. Yeah, it's a okay place to live. Where is? Oh, everybody knows where that is. I yeah, don't. I don't know where it's it is. Right by O'Hare, so okay. eight minutes away. Okay, what's yeah. what? What is unique about being from Des Plaines? Um, it's where the first McDonald's. No. Started. Yeah, so we still have like the historic first one across the street. I live near the. I live near the most historic, the first McDonald's. Yeah. Oh my gosh, what have I been doing? Yeah. Okay, and I'm going cool. to Des Plaines so I can see the McDonald's. Yeah, that's that, pretty much its um, landmark, I how guess. How often did you go to this McDonald's? Not a lot. Not a lot when you grew up? Okay, so what, your family, what you got? Um, yeah, I have an older sister, older brother, and then I have a twin sister. We're the youngest. Oh, twins. So yeah. uh, older brother is how much older than you? He's actually only 13 months older. Wait so, a minute. Wait, 13 months and then twins? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We wow. Were, yeah, we were surprised, and then You're, there was well, two. You weren't as surprised as your mom was surprised, because <laughs> holy yeah. smokes, that's a lot of work. Yeah, he was born in August, we were born in September, so it was wow. pretty fast. And how, how old is the... And then our sister is, is four years older than my twin and I, okay. and then three years older than our brother, so four and four. Okay. Which is crazy. They still live around here? Yeah, my whole family, actually. Um... My twin sister and my brother both live in the city, um, kind of like Logan Square. And then my older sister and her husband and, and my nephew live in Lake Zurich, which is... Yeah, yeah. Close I by. actually know that we, we shop we in Lake Zurich a little bit. Yeah, Deer so Park. I know, I know that area a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you grew up a twin. I did. Okay, lots of questions now about twins. Yeah. Did you guys ever do the old switcheroo? No, we always say, so we're super fraternal. Like Okay, so you don't look the same. People know we're sisters. Um, she has darker hair. She's like three inches taller. She looks like my dad and my mom, and I look more just like my dad. So people knew we were sisters, but we never got to do the cool uh, twin switcheroo. So you didn't really get the fun parts of the in the twin. No, which, you know. I've never really mistake you for your Yeah, people think, like, I mean, it's still really cool, but it wasn't Who's like older? Mary-Kate and Ashley. You or her? Me. I'm actually um, two hours and 15 minutes older. That's right, you are. Which is like a double fun fact. People are like, you're oh, a twin, a and of, I'm like, Actually, there's a lot, of, a lot that happened in those two hours, 15 <laughs> minutes, right? Yeah. I Nations so. rise and fall in that kind of time. I guess so. So, uh, what year were you born then? Um, 1994. Oh, my word. Mm-hmm. I graduated from college in 1994. Wow, that's 27 oh, years ago. Either you're really young, or <laughs> I'm really old. I feel young. Uh, okay, so... You, do you consider yourself a child? No, you wouldn't be a 90s child, though. I mean, you wouldn't consider yourself a child of the 90s. You're more of the 2000s. Um, I don't know. I mean, whenever I see, like, tweets or memes about 90s kids, I feel like I relate. Okay. 
But I guess I was more of like a 90s baby. Yeah. 2000s kid. Okay. Right? right you'd be right into the, uh, let's see, you'd be right into Barney. Yeah. When you were a little kid, you watch Barney? I do remember it, yeah. I don't, Didn't love it? No. I mean, there was four of, or all together four of us, so we kind of, I feel like, had a lot of entertainment outside okay. of TV. Okay, watch a lot of TV. You know, like, why would we? Okay. What did your, what did your parents do for work? Um, yep. My mom is actually a hairstylist. Oh, yeah. been a hairstylist my whole life, which is nice. Free haircuts and colors. Um, and then my dad has worked at the same company, UPS, for 20, 20 years. Wow. Yeah. That's great. What does he do there? Um, for a long time, he was a truck driver. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of done some logistics and stuff, but yeah. That's kind great. Kind of blue collar, both my parents. Grew up in a blue collar family. Sure did. As a twin in Des Plaines. Yeah. Chicago kind of, area. I feel like most of my friends growing up, we all kind of had parents did the same similar yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. which is fun to relate to them that way. But this planes is, is this a Christian family you grew up in? No, actually. So, um, we were raised Catholic. Um, and then I had a couple of friends. So I went to public school my whole life. Um, but had two friends whose parents were, or dads were pastors oh, yeah. actually at, um, one was at harvest and then one was in, um, Displains. Um, and you knew them from school? Knew them from school. Um, and my parents actually got divorced when I was eight. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but in the cool kind of providence there, those two um, families actually took care of my twin sister and I a lot. Like if my mom couldn't pick us up from school, if it right. wasn't our dad's weekend, whatever, we were at both of those houses a lot. Um, yeah. So got discipled pretty young that way. Um, and then I got saved in high school. Do you remember going to Catholic church when you were young? Yes. Yeah. What are your memories of it? Because when I, I had friends who uh, were Catholic, yeah. I didn't really, I mean, we went to church on Sundays, my family, but never to a Catholic church. And so I'd go sometimes with my friends because my parents were like, yeah, it counts. <laughs> right. Catholic, yeah. doesn't matter. So uh, I just remember going there and never knowing when you're supposed to stand up or sit down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest part for me. Um, you'll love this. Um, this is a funny story for my family. So my older brother, he's actually deaf born deaf. Oh, wow. So we all know sign language. But um, the Catholic church that I went to growing up with my family was the priest was actually deaf. It was like a deaf community church. Wow. Um, they went, I mean, it was pretty much for my brother. But uh, every time people's like, what's the Catholic church like? I'm like, well, I went to a church where the priest was deaf. Um, and some of the ladies who sang hymns and like would hit the drums were like hard of hearing or deaf. So like anything that you could think of as like a standard Catholic church that wasn't it us. wasn't happening at us no. <laughs> at our church. So, yeah. That's funny. But yeah, the standing up and not knowing what to do at certain times. So you much, you, did you know sign language from like very early on? Yeah. Um, from probably when I was three. My parents um, went to like an institute and learned sign language as soon as they found out about my brother. And then yeah. they taught us. Um, That's so, great. Yeah. It was really cool. Do you use it much now? I mean, you're, other than with your brother? Um, I don't get to use it as much as I would like to. Um, when I see his friends or when I see him, yeah. Or like sometimes in public with my family, if we don't want to say something out loud, we'll just sign to each oh, other. Oh, so this is like you're Italian. Yeah. See? Yeah. So it's like, yeah. I don't speak Italian, but I know sign but language. you know sign language. Yeah. yeah. So you can do the secret, the secret stuff. Yeah. In front of other people. Truly. So, uh, tell me about yourself when you were young. Did you, what, were, what kinds of things did Ashlyn <clears throat> like to do? Um, I was pretty energetic as a child, had a lot of energy. So I've heard, I have memories of being 
pretty insane. But um, I enjoyed playing soccer, played most of my life. Really? Yeah. Okay, what's your position in soccer? Um, so I played outside mid. Yes. Yeah, and my sister played the <coughs> other side. She. Um, so they call... So um, in some settings, they would call those wingers. Is that not what you were? Yeah, essentially. Is this more of a setup where you played, you played midfield? Midfield, yeah. Yeah, so more of the inside guys. Yeah. I played on one side, my sister played on the other. And what was your best skill? Oh. Were you like a defensive destroyer? Yeah, I was a bit more on the defensive side. Right. You like to, yeah, you just like to tackle people, take them down, go in studs up? Regrettably now, yeah. Growing up, I thought that was awesome. I look back now and I'm like, oh, Ashlyn, what were you doing? Are you really competitive? Kind of. I wasn't actually very good at soccer, honestly. Well, you don't really need to be great at soccer to yeah, be like and a I defensive midfielder. You just have to go and kick people. I think that was my strength, yeah. I had yeah. a lot of energy. I was not I was okay with running back and forth. Yeah. I let my sister handle most of the Not Most of the skill-related skill stuff. You were the enforcer. Yeah. <clears throat> That's Pretty great. Much. Yeah. That's great. You played your whole life. You're like Pretty for much. years and years and years, all the way through high school. Um, yeah, I played um, two years in college, too. Oh, my word. But I, again, I wasn't good. It was a tiny Christian college. I think they just needed bodies, and I was like, sweet, I'll help. Still, <laughs> so counts. Yeah. Soccer, did you play other sports or piano or? Um, <clears throat> I never played an instrument. I tried to learn piano, but didn't have enough patience. Um, truly. Do you play any musical instrument? No. I wish that I did, but um, it was mainly sports. We played softball for a while. Oh, yeah? Per my dad's request. Um, is he a big baseball guy? He is. My brother played baseball. <clears throat> um but then we kind of just enjoyed soccer more. Yeah. And then he loved watching us, but I think deep in his heart, he was like, come on. Totally. Softball. Right, but you were a soccer player. Mm-hmm. That's great. So you came to Faith in Christ when you were in, uh, was it early high school or high school kind um, of generally? Yeah, when I was 16. So <coughs> going into my junior year. Actually, yeah, it was um, bring a friend night at Harvest. Um, and then that same friend that I grew up with had brought us to Harvest over the years. And then f- for whatever reason... Uh, I had heard the gospel a lot, um, knew a lot of... Why, why had you heard the gospel a lot? Where had you? Um, over the years at Awana and... Um, oh, so you went to stuff like that? Yeah, so they kid. would bring us. You know, if we were at their house on a Wednesday, they're like, well, you have to come to church. And we were like, okay. Yeah. Um, so I knew a lot of the Bible, yeah. but never actually knew why it was important for me. And then there was a pretty clear gospel message on Bring Your Friend Night. Um, yeah. And then my sister Alyssa and I actually stood up same moment Back of Cornerstone at Rolling Meadows. Wow. Gave her life to Jesus, yeah. And you work there now. And I work there now. That is an amazing story. That you, so here you are, somebody who basically came to faith in Christ at the church, mm-hmm. continued on in discipleship, and now you are, you're, you're an employee of the church working yeah. in ministry, full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And That's, I spend every Sunday night in that exact room, which is pretty cool. Is that weird for you ever? Or do you not really think about it now? It's like been a part of my life now for like 12 years that it just is pretty natural. But I I do have moments um, like in worship or if I'm like leading a game at the front where I see a student in the same kind of spot where I stood up and it's like, oh, I think sometimes they're like, why is Ashlyn staring at me? And I'm like, I'm just remembering the special moment. Yeah, that's fantastic. You know, uh, I had neighbors just lived down the street from me when I was young and with my family kind of nominal Christian, but they were really committed uh, Christian people. Um, and they, same thing. I used to go and stay at their house from time to time. I, they certainly, I think they absolutely viewed me as, as uh, you know, 
the kid up the street who needed need, needed to know Jesus. Yeah. And they seriously, that was a significant part of my mm-hmm. reason I'm a Christian today. Yeah. Which is amazing how God places these people in our paths, right? Mm-hmm. And then also the openness that people like your neighbor, like, you know what I mean? That yeah, that they have to include somebody like you into their life, mm-hmm. and and you never know where it's going to be. My father-in-law actually is. He became a Christian because there was a little old lady in there. In there, uh, he lived on a place called Vashon Island, just outside of Seattle. It's on the off the coast, and uh, she used to pick him up in the morning for um, for uh, Sunday school. Yes. She's this like older lady, and she would drive him every week to Sunday school. I mean, he grew up in a family that's pretty dysfunctional, and so mm-hmm. he was. <laughs> and you just never know, yeah. right? You never know what, how the how the effect that that's going to have on people. Yeah, even years later. So yeah. So uh, you went to college. Yes, little tiny um, Christian college called Cornerstone University. So Ooh, so you came to faith in Christ at Cornerstone. Yeah, and then you went to Cornerstone <laughs> University, and your yes. favorite song is Cornerstone. I I do like Cornerstone, See? but it's not my favorite song. Okay. We did sing it a lot at Cornerstone, though, which was funny. Which Cornerstone? Um, Cornerstone University. Not the Cornerstone. Okay. Not the Cornerstone in Rolling Meadows. <laughs> yeah. I almost worked for a church called Cornerstone once. Yeah, see, it's There's everywhere. so many Cornerstones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but only one real Cornerstone, right, Ashlyn? Right. You know what I mean? Right, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> um, are, are you, by the way, for those of you who are wondering, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus is who I'm referring to. Um, so you went to college at this little place called Cornerstone. Was it like a Baptist school or something? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, it started as Grand Rapids Baptist like, I don't know how many years ago, 70, 80. Why did you choose to go to this school? Yeah, super random. Um, so since I had gotten saved at 16, I was like, man, I feel like the right thing to do would be to go somewhere where I can learn about God and more about the Bible and, you know, what it means to be a Christian, whatever. Um, and my sister and I were like, we're not going to the same school. We're finally going to get some freedom from each other. Um, <laughs> so she chose Indiana Wesleyan, which I kind of thought I wanted to go to too, but because she... And then she stole it from you. Yeah. She decided first. So then I was like, oh, I know some people at Cornerstone. I'll go there. Who did you know from Cornerstone? Honestly, there's like three people a couple of years older than me. At, oh, so they'd gone there. Yeah. And I was like, seems like a good place to be. Where is it? It's in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh, yeah. So it's only like three hours away felt like far enough but then close enough I could go home right um yeah they had did you love it I did yeah did you what what's your degree in um so it's family studies and social work with a uh, ministry minor oh Mm -hmm. family studies and social work were you planning on becoming uh like a social worker or working with uh disadvantaged folks or something to that effect that was um before I got the call um at harvest to work here um I was going to work at a children's hospital. Oh, wow. Just thought it would be cool. I did an internship with like creative therapies. So kind what of. Is, what is a creative therapy? Yeah. Um, broadly, it's like um, kind of using art or um, like play or sensory to like um, kind of work through scenarios with kids who are um, in therapy or in long-term um, hospital care is basically just like a way to engage them that didn't feel like an eight-year-old sitting across from a 20-year-old. Um, it was really cool. A lot of, like, meet them at their development level and kind of walk them through life and what their situation is. Wow. Yeah. But you gave that up because you wanted to work or you got offered a position at uh, at Harvest. What did you think of Harvest 
uh, when you first, when, when did you first come? Um, probably the first time that I ever came, probably early, maybe 2008, 2009. Okay. And I it was cool. What was your vibe? It was definitely different than the um, Catholic church I went to. I bet you it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember thinking like, okay, this is like really big. This yeah. is in a warehouse. Um, but I loved my friends who brought us and I was like, they love it. So it seems like a cool place to be. Met a lot of cool people. I liked it. That's great. Mm-hmm. So did you get involved in like uh, the young adult, young adult stuff or anything like that? Or did you just go to church on weekends? Um, pretty much just <coughs> went to church for a while. And then we got pretty involved in um, student ministry in high school. Okay. What were you doing? Um, you leader? No. I just hung out for a while. Really? Yeah. It's student ministry. What, did you just go during the student? You weren't in college, high school. Yeah. So when I came back, I did an internship for a while, but it was just in the summer. Okay. Then came back and felt like I needed to do something in student ministry, so I kind of helped out here and there. I mean, I think I did snack a couple of times, mainly just hung out. Um, and then they were like, do you want to be an intern in the summers? And I wow. was like, okay. Ashlyn, what is the best thing about student ministry at Harvest Bible Chapel in 2022? Um, I think the best thing right now... Um, is I have like a pretty close relationship with a lot of our students that kind of been here a long time. I think watching them invite friends in to this space has been really cool um, to see them like leverage their teen years for Jesus in a world that um, they could be choosing other things is really cool. Yeah. Um, I always tell them being a teenager in 2022 seems really scary and terrible. And Why? I would, just the world we're living in now. I mean, it was hard when I was in high school, but the things and the knowledge at their fingertips and the things people are telling them and the things they're watching, the things that they're hearing. And then seeing our students still choose that like Jesus is better than what the world has to offer is cool. Yeah, it is. I think that's my favorite thing right now. What's the hardest thing? The hardest thing I think um, now that I've been here for a while is seeing students who were really on fire for the Lord kind of walk away for a bit. Yeah. Um, I think I pray a lot that they would come back, but yeah. just to say, look, that's one I'm of the be here. hardest parts that I've been, I mean, I've been in ministry for 24, 25 years. Yeah. And the heart, one of the hardest part in ministry is to see people walk away from the faith. Yeah. <clears throat> people oftentimes who were like, like you used the frank, the language on fire or people, people just really committed yeah. people who were sitting in leadership meetings or things like that. And then they, you know, one, one thing leads to another, maybe they have a particular challenge in their own life uh you know and, and didn't turn out like they expected like everybody's life basically does you know yeah. very few people are like i planned this yeah um but then they just respond to it with either anger or whatever or they just stop attending church and just kind of fade away and next yeah. thing you know they're involved in other other kinds of things and you just it's just it's very hard to deal with as a as a christian because yeah. you just you know you love them mm-hmm. and you want to see them godly uh eternal decisions but yeah they don't always it's really difficult mm-hmm. like i have a lot of people i worked with even in uh leadership development stuff i used to say in classes leadership development classes you uh some of you in this room are going to walk away from the faith yeah and they'd be like what i no say way. yeah seriously no you need to actually be aware that mm-hmm. you think that by sitting in this leadership class or whatever you, hey, i want to be in ministry you feel like that's a thing that's going to keep you from it uh yeah. The truth is you need the you that you need to foster a healthy relationship with Jesus and actually love love Jesus for Jesus. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. 
I do. Instead of loving it for the community or loving it for the fun or loving it for the whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so is this what you want to do? Like long term? Yeah. Um, I think so. Because you're 27. Mm-hmm. Do you think you want to be in, working in youth ministry? Um, I, th- I don't know if youth ministry is maybe like the long haul. Um, but I see myself in ministry, I think. Um, I really love doing creative things. And I feel like, um, like Tommy, my boss, has given me a lot of opportunity to kind of... Tommy's your boss? He sure is. Yeah. I have two bosses. He's somebody's boss? I know. I'll, I'll, wow. Like 12 of us. Maybe more. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's kind of given me a lot of freedom to kind of figure out what I like to do. And so I think I could always do student ministry, maybe just in a different way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no desire outside of that at that current current point. At this current point, no. I think maybe be fun to use my degree like in an official way yeah. somewhere down the road. But I do feel like I use a lot of the tools I was given in college in the day to day. Yeah. So well, you would right because you're working in especially family ministry stuff and yeah, and your minor was in minister. But even, I mean, seriously, isn't everybody kind of? I mean, every youth minister youth pastor youth worker these days kind of has to have a little bit of social worker in them yeah do you know what i mean because you're For doing sure. so much counseling and uh-huh. trying to figure out all the yeah all the ins and outs of yeah. kids in their lives biggest thing that ch- that high school kids face right now biggest challenge to their faith biggest challenge um i think it's probably what the world is offering them which is um Money and fame and... So kind of the same same stuff that... Because some people will be encouraged. I'm not encouraged. It's ter- I mean, it's terrible to, that it's still the same case. But, you know, like you could have said that 30 years ago. Yeah. That it's still the same draw. Mm-hmm. It's just a little fancier now. <laughs> Do you know yeah. what I mean? And more accessible. I think a lot of yeah. the sexual stuff is more accessible. For sure. And real questions nowadays about... Yeah. They have a lot of people saying a lot of things to them that makes them question... Yeah, reality and like... Yeah, and what 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 what's true, and can can I actually believe this Bible? Mm-hmm. And you, you know what I mean, yeah. especially in the face of a world that is seriously questioning what it is that they they're trying to hold to. It's very difficult. Yeah, Ashley, what's something about you that um, we would be surprised to know? You, you're when I have met you, mm-hmm. the word demure comes to mind. You know what I mean by demure? No, it's uh, you're. It's not. It's it's not a negative saying it's just somebody who's reserved really yes and so that's the thing everyone tells me that you're not reserved and yet i think you're reserved yeah uh so tell so that means that either i'm that intimidating or (laughs) that uh there are a lot of people out there who wouldn't know the real ashlyn for if you just had a few if like just got to know so like yeah tell me something about ashlyn that i i don't know Okay. And that lots of people maybe don't know. Yeah, I think um, it takes a while to crack me open, but once I'm comfortable, I, I feel Yeah, like you just bleed everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, egg, that egg covers all of that <laughs> stuff. Uh, I forgot who told me this one time, that, but uh, they said that I was like a pistachio. Sometimes it's really easy to crack open, and then sometimes you get the one where it's like, yeah. you can't crack it open. But um, okay. I think something that's surprising about me... Um, I'm not afraid of being in front of crowds or anything. Okay. I've done many a dance competitions. Whoa. Not like official, but like if there's like a dance circle somewhere, I'm like, sure. Why not? Do I don't you, I don't mind being the center of attention. Are you a good dancer? No. 
But I think Ashlyn, that's what's fun. I would love, <laughs> I would actually love to see some Ashlyn dancing. Um, yeah. There's, um, sadly, there's lots of content out there on uh, We Are Harvest Students and stuff. Okay. Um, what's your favorite dance move? <clears throat> um, I wouldn't say that there's like you a... You do Running Man, don't you? No. No, you don't have any I, dance moves. You just move to the music. Yeah. People yeah, no practice. Like, tell me that I just look like pretty chaotic up there, but yeah. like, you can't look away, you know? It's like a train wreck. Yeah, it kind of is. <laughs> I think that's what surprises people. I'm just like, I really don't care. I mean, I spend most of my time with um, 12 to 18-year-olds, so... That is actually a remarkable thing, though, because I, I, I'm pretty comfortable in front of people, but when I go to dances or like weddings and stuff, I can't do it. Really? Just because I, it is like the, it is like the barrier to me. Like it, oh, I, I, I can't, I w- listen, I could tell you stories about the most embarrassing things that mm-hmm. have happened to me, but I cannot get in front of people and dance. Wow. I That's wouldn't sad. do it. I know. I think you just, you just got to try it more. No, I yeah, should. I think you should. No. Have you, Ashley, have you seen me? Like yeah. generally, no, I think nobody it would be wants, really fun. Nobody wants to see any of that jiggling, <laughs> right? So, um, okay. Anything else? There's gotta be other things that we don't know about Ashlyn. Um, I've always thought it'd be fun to be a stand-up comedian. Okay. Which give me your best joke. Okay. See, that's my problem is I don't have a lot of jokes. I just feel like my life is a series of like random, unfortunate things that yeah. I, just talk about like if you should follow me on Instagram because you know oh, I do post plug. a lot of shameless <laughs> plug. <laughs> I do post a lot of like random things on my stories and posts of just like eh, this happened today. Okay. Yeah, I just don't really care. I think my misfortunes are funny for people, and so I just lean into that. Okay, good, but no canned jokes. Just not really. Just the general. Okay. Yeah. So that's maybe good. I maybe I shouldn't be a stand-up comedian because I don't have jokes. No, because that, just that's be usually like a, a part of it. Welcome to my weird life or something. Maybe you could be an Instagram comedian. Yeah. An Instagram stand-up comedian. Yeah. yeah. You probably are, actually, because you get people to follow you. How many people follow you on Instagram? Oh, I mean, it's not a lot. It's under 1,000. But Is that- I have committed followers. They reply to my stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I try That's to keep good. it real. What is the number of Instagram followers that makes, makes you, like, happy? Not you, but, I mean, in general. If I was a high school kid. Um, I feel like they like to hit over 2,000 these wow. days. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, students are really into the number these days. So when yeah. I tell them I don't really care, they're like, oh, they're like, oh, have you seen how many followers I have? I'm like, I really don't care. Wow. I'm just there to follow your page and see your life. So, yeah. Or at least their best representation of their yeah. life. Yeah. Okay. So I was sitting behind these, uh, these ladies. I went to a, a soccer match in Vancouver, British Columbia. So the white caps play for the MLS. Okay. The yeah. League, you know, anyway. Um, so I, I was sitting behind them with a couple of my friends and these two women, they were with their, I, I don't know, boyfriends or husbands or whatever, but the ladies were sitting right, right close to each other and they'd obviously, like, they'd had a lot of work done on their faces. Mm. They spent the entire time taking pictures of themselves, oh. uh, and then trying to post them online. And most of the ones that they took pictures of, they 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 threw them away and then they take it again and then they yeah. throw it away and then they take it again and they throw it away like different poses it was mm-hmm. the most one of the most interesting thing i don't even remember the soccer game at all we yeah, just had the greatest time watching these <laughs> these these ladies do this and i was yeah. like wow that takes some work man uh-huh yeah but i think you start thinking about how many people on their instagram stuff but i'm assuming you're you're not like that you're i hope not 
Is Instagram the the social media feed that you're right into? I think so. I think it's my favorite. Not Twitter? You don't want to tweet? Okay, I used to be on Twitter. I thought it was really fun. Um, until until, until the politics happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It was just kind of not fun anymore. So yeah. I was like, I still have a profile. I'll check it occasionally. Yeah. I have some friends I like to follow because they like retweet funny stuff. Yeah, yeah. But now I put all the funny tweets on Instagram yeah, now. Yeah, you're so. into it for the for the humor. Yeah. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ashlyn, it's great having you at Harvest Bible Chapel. You've Thank been you. here much longer than I, I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's good to know that you've, you enjoy it. Has there been a point in time? I mean, the last few years have been a bit of a challenge for some of the staff around here. Is there a point in time that you thought, oh, I don't know if I'm going to stick around? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think so. Um, and then you met me. And yeah. you said, I'm staying forever. Definitely. Wow, that, that did, wasn't really convincing, actually. No, it was. I, I, I do have fun on Sunday mornings <laughs> listening to you. So. so, but yeah, you're planning on, uh, you've been here for 12 years, is that what you said? Uh, attending for 12 um, on staff for almost five. Wow. Yeah, there was a point, um, I think, you know, maybe in the last two and a half years-ish, when um, just a lot of the people closest to me here, both members and staff, you know, um, went on to the next thing. Um, that was hard. Yeah. I would say right now, probably six of the people I'm closest to in the whole entire world who used to be here um, doing ministry next to me are gone. Um, doing ministry elsewhere, which is cool to see them doing that. But It's a, still hard, right? Yeah. It's hard when you're... You see them thriving, and I feel like I am too, but in, it's also like a... We talk a lot about, um, I think there's a lot of things of grief, but also grieving what you thought your life was going to be. Yeah. Is interesting. Um, you know, I think that's one of the biggest, just interesting you mentioned that. I, I When I've talked to people in general, uh, especially younger people, I, that's usually what I tell them. Your life's not going to turn out like, and I don't want to ruin your rain on your parade, but like your life's not going to turn out how you expect it to. Yeah. Uh, I think if you have eyes of grace, you will look back and be thankful that's the case. Yeah. Because you, you really don't know what's best for you. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people who get very frustrated by that, right? Oh, yeah. That your life doesn't turn out like you planned. Mm-hmm. And if you're not able to transition well, it's difficult to ma- to manage that. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So when your friends leave or church has difficulties or whatever, everybody kind of just, especially especially when it comes to the church, because the church is like an institution that if everything else is going wrong, you're like, these Christian people, should, this shouldn't be going wrong. You know, yeah. and then when it does, it, it, it just crushes your heart in many ways. Yeah, definitely. So, Ashley, I, I'm going to ask you a couple of uh, fast questions okay. here at the end. Speed okay. round. OK. Yeah. All right. Um, um, OK, so a whole bunch of I was I have to I do these right off the cuff. Right. Okay. So the first yeah. one was going to be uh, your first kiss. But I, that's not the answer. <laughs> That's the, that's not the uh, one. I I totally checked it, and now okay. I said it out loud, so it's not been checked. Um, Oops. Okay, first job. Um, I worked at Carson's. It's a big department store. Hated it. Terrible. What did you do? I oh, I it was supposed to be a seasonal job, and they ended up putting me in like the misses section. So like, a lot of women were coming to get their mother the bride dresses, and they're and I was sixteen, and they were like, "How does this look?" And I'm like, "Good." <laughs> And I wanted them to be confident, but they, I mean, some of these no, ladies no. pick some bad stuff. But you were like, no, no, <laughs> it looks good on you. Yeah. Oh, I was always super kind, but it was just like, a, I try to redirect them. You know? Okay. I'm totally interrupting your speed round. Okay, it's okay. You ready for this? So yeah. I, uh, when I was young, uh-huh. I needed to get a job. I was in high school. 
and I needed to get a job for just around Christmas time. Uh, Nordstrom's, you know, Nordstrom's that's yeah. from Seattle. Okay. So, uh, you could go to Nordstrom's and be a seasonal worker for a Christmas yeah. season. So I went to Nordstrom and they made me a gift wrapper, oh. which is not a good idea, but they had boxes. All it was was basically you build the, you build the box, you learn how to put the, the little light paper, whatever that paper is over the thing with little, little stamp that says Nordstrom on yeah. it or whatever. And then you close I, the I, box and you know what I mean? Yeah. I had to learn how to make bows though. Okay. So listen, Okay, One I'm day listening. I show up. Okay, normally I'm just wrapping stuff. I, I gift wrap. They put all day these, long. Well, yeah, but they put the people in different departments. So usually I was in the, I don't know, like men's belts or whatever section. <laughs> yeah. Well, one day they didn't have anybody to be, uh, to be in the women's lingerie section. Oh no! And they put me. Oh. The seventeen-year-old awesome. <laughs> boy. It's like we're gonna put Jeff there. In the women's lingerie section. So I am not kidding. I'm having to wrap lingerie for men who were buying it for their wife or whoever else (laughs) at this, uh, at Nordstrom. It's unfortunate. We didn't make any eye contact, me and the other guys at all. It's tough. Yeah. It's really tough. It was one of the funnier <laughs> moments. When people ask me the question, what's the weirdest job you've done? I'm always like, yeah, that That's one. It. I've done some weird jobs, but that, that one was the was the one. So, yes. What's the name of the department store that you were in? It was called Carson's. Oh, I don't Carson's. know that it exists anymore. Did you ever work, uh, did you ever work for any uh, fast food? Never. Never. Never worked fast food. Okay. Uh, what is your favorite band? My favorite band is Jonas Brothers. Jonas Brothers. Okay, if I had added Christian band, what's your favorite Christian band? Oh. Is there such a thing? I know, right? What you, come on, out with Pro- it. Probably Elevation Worship. Ooh. I love them. Elevation Worship. Yeah. I noticed you didn't say vertical. I know. I love, I love vertical, but. Oh, now you're covering your tracks, aren't you? Yeah. Just felt like people wow. would expect that from me, so. I do like Elevation. Elev- <laughs> elevation Worship. Yeah. Okay, your favorite place you've ever been in your entire life. Um, honestly, it's Camp Harvest. Really? I know. Yeah. Nothing compares. That's been, amazing. I, my, my grandparents take us on vacation every year, which is pretty sweet, but every, like I have missing camp this summer for a family vacation and I'm like, grandpa, okay. what about camp? And he was like, what's so special about camp? And I'm like, I don't know. Right. It's a special week every what summer. What was your first car? It was a Saturn something. It was two doors. It was horrible. Dude, remember the Saturn? They mm-hmm. don't have those anymore. Yeah. It's probably a good thing. It is a good thing. Yeah. That's probably why we got it so cheap. What do you drive now? Right now I drive a Ford Fiesta. Well, Ashlyn, you haven't really moved up too much <laughs> on the... You know, it, it has really great gas mileage. There you go. That's what people say when their car's, hor- car's horrible. Look, yeah. it's great gas mileage. I didn't choose it. My sweet dad did. Oh, God bless him. I know, truly. Do you know how to fix a car? No. Uh-uh. I'm helpless. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know how they work. There we go. Ashley, it's such a delight to talk to you. Thank you so much for your service to the church. I mean, it's awesome. And thanks for being here for as long as you have and fighting through some more difficult times. I pray that that the days ahead will be rich and blessed for you and all of us. Anyway, you guys can see Ashlyn at the Rolling Meadows campus. She will be wandering around in the hallways. Wandering. If you you see her, you can get into conversations about her dancing. See if she'll be able to do it for you right there. I will. What's your favorite dance song? Uh, probably something by Justin Bieber. Just gets you going. I know. You're so young. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right. Thanks a lot. Thank we'll you. See the rest of you guys next or talk to the rest, rest of you guys next time. Woo!